22nd episode of Dom Day Tales. I'm your host, Justin, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-hosts, the drunkards of diction, the experts of expression, Babe, Cote, and Donnie. As always, we are joined by Dizzy Patterson, our top-notch executive producer, who's enjoying a broken-down golf cart in honor of tonight's guest. Gentlemen, a big episode, and specifically, big barbells will be discussed in this episode. Guys, I know you're stranger, no stranger to a barbell in your past. Anyone got any stories about some times where they got hit up with a big one? Well, you know what, Justin? The bald guy smiling. The bald yeah. guy smiling. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, first time we took the guys back when I was playing for Calgary against Buffalo. Took, took all the guys back, the Flames, as many of that would come, to Frank's Tavern. And the boys drank and ate and they drank and ate. And then on the wings were going down, the beers were going down. And, and they thought they'd be funny and stick me with the bill, which, you know, if we're in New York City, probably would have been about a grand. It was $96. And so the guys came up after, you know, the next day and they were trying to give me money. I go, no, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> it was, I think it was like 60 cents a beer and, you know, a dozen wings were like a buck 20. It was, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. But uh, that was a, an easy night for me. There have been other tougher ones, and I know Cote's got one. Yeah, that time, and I'm going to jump in before the, uh, the the guy who always ran the Lake Placid trips, but that time we went down to Ma Barker's in upstate New York, and we put down a whole bunch of beers and food, and it came to 62 bucks, And we were like, that's it? And they're like, yep, everything's included, $62. So, so we, we, um, we gave them a $200 tip. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, remember that, Donnie? It was like, yeah. really? They fucked this up royally, and we'll, we'll run with it. So that was a, that was a, you know, I certainly, we had some bar bills uh, through the Dom Day parties over the years that uh, my son, Dan Coates, he decided that maybe he should ramp it up a bit and buy some shooters. Probably bought one for potentially our first guest tonight and uh yeah those and and then trying to work the credit card at like two o'clock at some of those bars when you didn't you were mangled didn't know your name filling out a tip for like 300 bucks which was just stupid so yeah we've been through it justin awesome stuff and donnie any any other barbell stories for you well on the on the on the we made out like bandits uh side i'll carry on with you know one and we'll talk to our guests tonight a little bit about this but we had a we had a night where we were forced to stay in lake placid for an extra night and we uh we went to this little place called jimmy's and uh started out kind of mellow and uh wound up to be a absolute barn burner and we were there i don't know god we were there for four hours had to be four hours just solid just pounding 
beverages and we ate too. We ate and whatever. And I, you know, I don't know what the total was. It was 150 bucks or something. It was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was like, it should have been like a thousand or so. I don't know what was going on, you know? So. And J- Justin, yeah. just to jump in with, with, it, it made me think of Donnie when talking about bar bills, because then let's go back to Rocky run days and, and those golf tournaments and Donnie would always have to, he'd go into his finance meetings a week or so after the, the, the golf tournament was, was over and done and have to justify to the, to the accountant, like what, what's it with the $3,000 bar bill that you're trying to write off for your fucking friends. Hey Donnie, like every year it happened. Well, the, the best one was that we had this, we had this meeting, we had all the managers and stuff and I would, we were going through the financials and I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, it was 3,100 and whatever. I'm like, what the hell is it? It's discounted liquor, whatever. I'm like, and, they, and they're, they're looking around looking at me and somebody shyly said, Oh, that was your friends. Remember your friends. Came? <laughs> your friends. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Move on. to the next. <laughs> All righty guys, oh. let's leave it there. We've got a huge episode tonight. Let's bring out our guest. He's the winner of four Dom Day championships and one worst athlete award. He holds the record for the largest bar bill picked up in Dom Day history. DDC historians call him the penultimate first baseman. Level up to the bar, guys. He's buying. Please welcome to our show, Dane Wally Walton. Walter. Sitting in the sidelines there, listening to those two last stories. You know that Jimmy story? Do you remember we got kicked out of the cottage? And that's why we wheeled down to Jimmy's. Probably and we said, had said do we had, stupid. No, we had Wilford Brimley with us. Yeah. And the speaker of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Tip O'Neill. Yep. And the best was at the end of that night before, what, what was the pizza joint we used to always burn our face at? Surgeons. Uh, at the end. So no, zigzags. No, no. Zigzags. 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 Yeah. I was at the bill collecting all the money to pay the tab. And I think I had $400 in my hand and the bill the guy gave me was $86. I looked at him and I said, I go, I go, can you count? I go, you know, we've been here all day drinking and eating. And so I finally, I go, so I, I didn't pay a cent. I gave the guy $423 and that was his tip. And he was like freaking out. Oh my God, you're the best. I go, I don't know how, but I think we're getting away like bandits right now. <laughs> That's fantastic stuff. So Wally, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you here. Um, so we're going to start with you as we do with all of our guests um, and just want to go back to maybe your first year in Dom Day. I know uh, a lot of booze involved over the years, so sometimes the years get a little bit fuzzy. Um, but what are some of your early memories of, of joining Dom Day? Well, our biggest memory is that uh, Mighty Mike Feuda brought us out in 92 to all see the uh, Dom Day guys. And we, we got to watch the, the, what was that, scaffolding with uh, Donnie up top and Bobby Brandt ripping everyone. And then we got to see Raggers row. And sadly, we got to see Mighty Mike smash the ball out of the park, which, you know, we were all jumping up and high-fiving. And I decided at that point, this is something we got to be a part of. And I think Steve Peters with, with me, uh, Jimmy Halton. I think Guy was already in the tournament that year. He, was, he played in 92. But the rest of us, uh, I think, Turnsy, we all joined the next year, which ended up being a ton of fun. That's good stuff. Do you remember who you played for in your rookie year? Uh, rookie year, I think it was the, could have been the Rebels. 
I played with Rick Woods a lot because I think he he enjoyed to drink. So I was happily picked by him every year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, I, I think of when I think of your career, Wally, I mean, besides the fact that, you know, we said the penultimate first baseman, um, <laughs> but I, I can barely remember any seasons where you weren't wearing uh, a Rebels jersey. Uh, I think, you know, the few years that I remember where you didn't wear a Rebels jersey, you were wearing a Titans jersey. So something tells me those Woods boys uh, like having you at first base. Um, but you won three championships with with the Rebels. So besides, obviously, your first baseman skills, you you think there are other reasons why uh, Woodsy drafted you? Absolutely not. Um, you know, as Bobby Brandt used to say, baseball is my 11th best sport. And uh, but, you know, what? I think I was a big target, so I was <laughs> they could whip it anywhere. And there was a, you know, 75, 25 chance I might catch it. So that was probably a good thing for the Woodsy boys. Yeah, not bad. And then, so on top of your three championships with, with the Rebels, you also won one with the Alarmers. So you go from 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 the Rebels to the Alarmers, stick in red. What was what, what was it like playing for Buff? Uh, different type of coach. I, I was surprised all weekend that I was an Alarmer. I kept ch- checking the front of the jersey going, I'm actually an Alarmer. <laughs> I didn't think Buff would ever draft me. But uh, yeah, Buff was honestly probably one of the most intelligent baseball players in the tournament. It was moving guys around for every batter, which was the first time I'd seen that because with Woodsy and I, we were just playing. Uh, but it was fun. It was, you know, it's just a different type of coach. You know, Woodsy's more of a, go ahead, have another cocktail. And uh, Buff's more like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Full-time task for him that weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know what I do remember is in 97, so I won the uh, worst athlete, and uh, funny enough, that year as everyone left, I was sort of the last guy at the field. So I had to pick up every trophy and everything, and all the flags. I had them all packed in. Well, my uh, trophy I put on the ledge of in the kitchen, and I used to have dinner parties, and people would go, "Oh my God, what a beautiful trophy!" And I said, "Yeah, it's the uh, worst athlete," and they would giggle like I was joking. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, that's worst athlete. <laughs> Do you know was, who? And I think, I, sorry, I, I think I had it there for years. <laughs> Do you know who gave you that worst athlete award there, Wally? Uh, what was it, '97? Was I a red machine? No. What was I in '97? Uh, well, if, if I can't remember, I'm going to guess it would be one of my good friends. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a boy. Yeah, it's got to be one of the tight knit guys because we had fun, you know, ridiculing each other, and that's we. I mean, we really love the ragging part. Awesome stuff. So besides, besides, uh, besides the rebels and the Titans, uh, you know, um, we were talking about the alarmers as well. What are some of the other teams you've played for? I, I had to look because I remember Dom day 41, there wasn't, uh, any rebels or Titans. So I didn't know, I couldn't picture you in any Jersey. And I looked it up and you were a hotel 19, uh, member. So maybe babe, what was it like to finally get Wally on your team after years and years of him being on the, uh, on the woods boys squads? Well, you know, you chase a guy for years and you finally get him and he lived up to his expectation. I mean, our team never had more fun than that year. It was a year of big drinking, uh, of balls flying around at first base, but always being caught by Wally. I mean, those, it's funny how, you know, you have people that, you know, because Wally and I grew up together, like a lot younger than me, but, you know, through lacrosse and, and hockey too. Uh, you, you know, guys, and you go, geez, I want to get them on my team. I want to get them on my team. And, 
and finally you get a chance to, and it was no disappointment. We had a great time that year. <laughs> so I was just about to say, I can't remember, was that the year that I tripped, fell forward and almost caught the ball on my back? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was your ass, but yeah. <laughs> that was one of many years, Wally. You've had more adventures at first base flopping around like a fucking duck shot. Well, it's bumpy over there, Kota. You should know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, it is. I, I was going to say, I think there are five guys who are very well qualified to play first base on this this phone. So maybe we take some action to get the uh, get that that area leveled off because it, you know it, there are some there are some divots over there. You threw Dizzy into this conversation. No, I said five of us. Do some math. The sixth guy is the outfielder. No, I know. I think, <laughs> I think I think he's from Babe to the outfield still. He hates it, but. But yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Alrighty, so, guys. So I I remember. So I just was just thinking of like, and so Bees Beasley's. We won our first. We won our only championship in like 2003. But a few years before that, I had quite the team, and Wally was on the team, and Bowie was on the team, and. I think Trout was on the team and we, we had a, we had a, we had a good team and we made it all the way to the final and we're, we're winning, right? It's the, it's the bottom of the seventh, right? Wally, I think we're winning the bottom of the seventh. And I mean, it's years ago. I was out in the outfield. That tells you how long ago this was. And, um, uh, Scotty Walker was our star shortstop. (laughs) He was our, he was our number one pick and he was, he, uh, he led us to the finals and everything, but uh, you know, there's a couple people on base. We're up by, we're up by a couple, whatever. And then uh, somebody drove a bullet right at him at short, and he he muffed it. But we were on our. I was on my way in with my hands up and everything. I mean, here we was living a lifetime dream. I was going to win my first championship as Beasley's, and he coughed it up, and we lost. We lost. You know who we lost to. Who was it? Lost to Al's team. Was it Al's team? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was the Dominic Dogs, which even hurt more. God. So we never let Scotty live it down. I, I think it was like 95 or something, something like that. But uh, God. I'd be a yeah. bastard after that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he doesn't come around anymore, Donnie. You gave it to no, him after that? Probably. Yeah, fair enough. Alrighty, guys. So we're going to, we opened up talking about barbells. Uh, so we got to hop right into it with Wally. Um, so let's, let's talk about some of the legendary barbells that you guys have, uh, rung up and ultimately Wally stepped to the plate and, and settled them. So Wally, why don't you tell us a bit about, you know, some that stick out in your mind in, in terms of, uh, in terms of good barbells. Well, this is sadly not a Dom day story, but it's a Dom day cruise story. We used to go to a bar called the cottage down in Lake Placid. And, uh, at first they hated us. Then they loved us. And then it got so bad that they would put up our barbell on chalkboard each night, what our barbell was. So we're laughing, we're lining up for a face-off on the Saturday. And, the, you know, the referees all know you. I'm lining up, all of a sudden I look over and you hear, bam! There's Cote, flat on his back on the ice with the guy on the other team trying to help him up. And Cote gives it two whistles, yells at the ref, run the clock! <laughs> the ref's laughing, going... Wally, what was your barbell last night? I go, I think we were around 1800. <laughs> so even they knew our barbells. <laughs> yeah, you were a classic coach. Uh, so, yeah, I remember that like 1800, right? It was fucking ridiculous. And, and, 
okay. So, and, and what was, what was, uh, what was on tap that night? Was it, was it just beer or shooters or what was going down in Lake Placid? I mean, paint the picture for, our, for the young guys who, who've never been to Placid. Um, and hopefully I know Donnie, we want to change that and get a, get a, get another t- tour of duty down there. But you know, what were you guys drinking? What was the nightlife like down in, in, uh, Lake Placid? I'd say 120 Coors Light for sure. Right, yeah. and there was a fr- there was a famous drink that Donnie used to call me wherever he was. Wally, how do you make these broken down golf carts? <laughs> we crushed those. But we wait, well, we, those. we would go to this bar in the cottage, and it was you got to picture it like it's a small it's a small place first of all, right? And there's there's a bar that maybe maybe seats. 15, maybe 20 at the most. Right. And then there's some tables scattered around, but it's an old, like, you know, kind of a log cabin type type atmosphere or whatever it's, and it's nestled right up against the lake. So it's a great spot. And typically we would go in there and nine times out of 10, we'd be the first ones in there. Basically there'd be just spattering of people, whatever we're hanging out at the bar and we capture, basically capture the whole bar area. Right. And so we're standing there and, you know, we start off with the Coors lights and we're just, you know, sipping them away. And this is maybe mid late afternoon or whatever. And then, you know, shortly into dinner, people start rolling in. And then we got to the point where we, we were, we would be like the welcoming crew, right? So there'd be three or four of us would end up near the front door. And as people would come in, we'd be going, Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm Donnie. Right. And we had these name tags. We had name tags on it. We made up every year that, that had a toucan on them. There was a reason for those name tags. Yeah. 10 men hockey and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, mine said Al Timken cause I was the general manager or whatever. And then, so when they come in, we'd shake their hands. Hey, I'm Al Timken, 10 men hockey. Welcome. <laughs> you know, what can we get you? <laughs> so, so we, a lot of times we'd buy them their first drink and then these people would be buying us drinks the whole night. <laughs> you know, they, they loved it. They loved it. And then that was the, remember the car wash. I was that just going to say the car wash was yeah. the greatest, right? It was like so, green light car wash. Yeah. So I think Wally introduced us to the car wash, which was, <laughs> they had, they had to filter the way through the bar. So we're, we're up against the bar and we're back up against the wall. And there's like a narrow gap of maybe two feet at the most. Right. And they got to come through us. <laughs> so, so we give it the old car wash. <laughs> He's spinning around, right? And, and they'd be walking through. And you're talking about people that are either 60 or 20 or 30. It didn't matter, right? And then as they came through, we'd be like, okay, who does this guy look like? <laughs> or who does this who does this girl look like? Whatever. We tag them with a nickname. And, that, and you know, there was a lot of them that just, just stuck. You know, we mentioned Wilford Brimley and, and Tim O'Neill. O'Neill and, and, and we'd was, see them year after year. Yeah. They'd come <laughs> yeah. back. So they knew that the hockey and tournament the tip and it was, re- they would go by their nicknames too. We'd go, Hey, tip. Yeah. yeah he knew exactly who it was. The, the one guy tip would tip. the next year we go back and he's, he's like, Hey, Dante. So he, he thought Wally's name was Dante. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the whole, that whole year we were calling Wally Dante the whole week. <laughs> the best is so he calls me Dante. And I'm like, hey, it's actually Dane. No, Dante, I got a picture of you in my basement. Right. I'm what? He took a picture of us, had a picture of me, put it up in his wallet, and he'd tell, yeah, it's my buddy Dante from Lake Placid. You got to remember, this is a seven-year-old man. He's like a child. <laughs> so you guys were essentially uh, Lake Placid celebrities, weren't you? 
Well, oh, it, we were. It was funny because you know, like, like, I think Wally said or Cote said they they didn't like us, and then they loved us, and then because well, they the, couldn't get rid. of They're like these guys spend too much money, you know. Probably, and I think Wally, you were there the year that they, the debut of the movie, the miracle celebrating the eighty Olympic win, is being played at the theater in Lake Placid. And they bring in all the guys like Mike Ruzioni and all the players and the governor for New York State oh, was Taki, George Patakia. And, <laughs> and they played Damn. the premiere and it just coincided after that we're back at the bar and they're like, oh, that's those 10 men guys. They spend a lot of money. We can't kick them out. But Pataki shows up with four black SUVs and tons of security and Donnie was well lubricated, and Aruzioni's there, right? Like, did he score the winning goal for the Americans? Or he was yeah, yeah. that thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Donnie goes up to him and goes, hey, would you sign my cup? And it was just off the charts. But Pataki, so this is the, the governor of New York State came over and had a shoot, he had a broken down golf cart with us. Yeah. Yeah, and then we're like, okay, next. We really don't give a shit yeah. who you guys are. Yeah. We've got drinking to do. I was going to say, we chirped him and ragged him. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> and he was kind of like, what are you guys doing? That's oh, man. Yeah, it so, was a beauty. So, okay, I mean, I, I've always heard about these Lake Placid teams, but not always sure on who went down. Babe, were you ever on these on these oh, teams? Yeah, I went down once. You went down um, once. So, yeah. compare, and, compare and the I had 10 heard. men... Go ahead. No, I'd heard all about the cottage, right? But never been there. And when you walk in, I mean, it's a classic upstate New York, you know, little tavern, right? And it's, as they said, it's just, it's a little old, uh, you know, woodlog cottage. And I, I I would guess it's no more than maybe a thousand square feet, Donnie. Would it yeah. be even that big? Yeah. I go, go around there. Yeah. yeah, and and they had that little half wall or quarter wall separating the, the bar area, which was literally just the bar and maybe two stand-up tables from the eating area. So people who would be sitting beside the you know the, <laughs> the wall, the wall, like <laughs> right there, you know, coat they would be freaking, you know, chip would come over, hit the guy in the head or land on the guy's plate or you know, um, it, it was, it was classic and, but it was everything the boys told me about, you know, you get there and you're, you know, it's like Christmas morning and you're wishing, you're hoping you get the right gift. And when I walked in there, I said, this is exactly what they described and it was perfect. And, you know, all the stories that, that I had heard about from their trips, you know, you, you picture the guys like, you know, was Sid, you know, going in the washroom or Westy going in the washroom, you know, when Sid had the chipmunk cheeks. Oh, the best day, well, Doug. And the next day, hey, that the, remember the manager of the bar, that Kim, that Kim chick. She's like, "Where's Sid?" He, I, that he, was. It lived up to everything they talked about. The trip down was hilarious. Oh my god, we had so much fun. And uh, yeah, the all the little places that they went to, the pizza place, what was it, zigzags? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everything was was perfect, and you know, hopefully, it's the same when we get to go back. But yeah, it, yeah. But you well, look at the. Go ahead, go ahead well. Donnie. Yeah, go, go, no, go. I, I was just gonna say, like, just the way it was laid out was perfect for us. Like, it was like they designed it for us because you know this little area where you came in, 
And like Babe said, there was two stand-up tables there up against the wall. And then the bathrooms were right there. But we used to really just take over that corner, right? And as I said, in the, in the mid-afternoon, late afternoon, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people there. So it was a good chance to talk and this and that, whatever. And then it would start to fill up as dust came around, right? And then you never knew who was going to come in the door next. And it was just like, as soon as the door opened, you know, the welcoming party would turn and we, we'd welcome these guys in. And some of them were, you know, not everybody loved it. You know, some were like, <laughs> you know, just kept going and like, you know, but most of the people were like, you know, and we met people, remember we met people there that were there get, to get married and for, for anniversaries and, and all this stuff. And, and they'd then, always and, want pictures with us. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we want pictures well, with those guys. There was a there was a couple there that actually said they used to plan, oh, isn't this the weekend yes. the tenement have their hockey tournament? And, and they, they would come, come in to Lake Placid to see us. And they come to our games, remember Wally? Come to our yeah. games. <laughs> We're like, you're losers. <laughs> I, I'd be like, I'd be like, hang on a second. Let me let me call. I think I got two tickets left, right? <laughs> go, go over to the payphone. Then I hey, come back. I said, I got tonight? you, I got you too. I got you. <laughs> We're in the 32 rink, but we're in the big rink tomorrow. <laughs> but it was just, yeah. you know, we, we got to get back there because you guys, Justin, would just love it. I mean, it's just the, the atmosphere is just so conducive to, you know, and people are there to have a good time. Anyhow, it's, it's that kind of a town, you know, I mean, everybody's there to have a good time. But I mean, we'd have just, you know, people that was just two people or there'd be 10 people and they'd meld right in with us. It was classic. Yeah. And then the, the one babe talked about, like, I remember Kinger and I and somebody else standing down at that one corner of the bar and Sid was at the other end, the far end. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just, his cheeks puffed up and then he come racing through that, that gap area in the bar. <laughs> Kinger's like, look out. <laughs> and he went, he went straight to the bathroom and just, it just blew it all out. Right. I don't think he, he didn't make it to the toilet because it was all over the walls and everything. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She was pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was okay to throw up out on the deck, but Sid threw up in the washroom and that was bad. So, okay. So this is obviously the off, off ice shenanigans, but what about some of the on ice stuff? Maybe Wally help us visualize. I know there's always been this, this talk about different lines. I, I know there's something called the gas line and all that sort of stuff. Like none of it makes any sense to me as a young guy, but Wally, who, who would you have played with? Uh, who would have been on your line when you guys went down? Like, you know, I'm sure you rotated, but who were some of the key guys that you played with? So we had the, one of the famous lines was called one way, two way and in the way. And that was Mike Feud and myself and Bobby Brandt. And uh, let me we're, just we're, think about that. Yeah. yeah can you clarify? I'm going to guess uh, Wally, you were one way. Yeah. was two way and, yeah. and Bear would be in the way. Was that his so, 11th or 12th sport? I can't remember. Well, I think it, it, or, when I seen him, I saw him play. I think it's around his 13th to 20th because I tried to set him up for a goal and he actually had the puck on the goal line to whack it in, and he missed it in the way for, and pulled it back and fired it out. And we were, Mike and I almost beat ourselves laughing, going, I don't know how he couldn't have scored. He actually got the puck out of the net. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, He was definitely. Well, remember, remember the year you were there, Colin, where uh, we we're playing a team, and finally the team pissed Colin off. So he turns around, he's like barking at you tonight, get on the ice, let's go. <laughs> and that's when we realized the difference between guys that were pretty good and guys that were ex NHL players. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, Molly, I remember sitting on the bench and we, I think we were killing a penalty 
and babe was out there and, and he went side to side like from one side of the ice to the other in about two and a half seconds and we were like oh my god and we're, di- we're dying and colin wants to win so it's like, just stay on <laughs> i think we scored like four goals in 40 well, seconds they were, we so were pushing bad. i can't remember what they did pissed us off because they were like assholes or something usually everyone's great down there yeah. right but we but so, the year babe was there too though we, that was a game that we had got into the slop a little bit and <laughs> westy just got bombarded with shots right pitter patter forgot that the blue line was like a curb and went for a header heading down the <laughs> ice but we were we hung westy out to dry badly hey, well hold on I think we did it 19 years in a row. Yeah. 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 I don't think that was the first thing. I remember the championship one year, the 32 ring. <laughs> We're watching the play down the other end. And all of a sudden you hear this big crash and Westy. <laughs> he went backwards. <laughs> he like, liked his drinks. Hey, Wally, he yeah. liked to have a couple. Yeah, but I could never figure out how a goalie could remember when he used to get into the brown, the brown liquor. Oh, yeah. And he'd be pounding and pounding. And you'd be looking and go, we play at three. <laughs> and he'd get in the pipe. And I go, that's the last place I'd ever be hammered is in the pipes with guys drilling pucks at me. <laughs> well, how right. about the one year in the warm-up, Donnie, with Gee? Oh, yeah. <laughs> First of all, we can't figure out why a bunch of us were still in the dressing room getting dressed. <laughs> and you come into the dressing room. He's got Gee's helmet in his hand, slams it down on the... The uh, sort of the, the big huge bench in the middle of the thing goes, Gee can't go. And we're like, what? <laughs> so we, we went out to the warm up. It, it was a nightcap. He's game. on the bench. Yeah, it was yeah, a nightcap game. We were, yeah, we're filtering out of the. Yeah, Gee goes out with me. Out, and these guys are still getting <laughs> dressed or whatever. And we, and we just, you know, you jump on the ice from the bench and Gee goes down face plant on the ice and he comes up with a gash. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I help him up and I grab his helmet. And he had that old, remember that old uh Joe helmet. Joe Joe yeah. yeah. And I yeah, carried was that? I basically I, I helped him back into the locker room and I had his I had his helmet. I plopped it on the medical table. I said, Gee can't go. <laughs> he couldn't skate. <laughs> we're warming up, so you're going around in a circle when you warm up. He's waving to us every time we go by him on the bench. Hey, hey Gee, let's try again. <laughs> Just, yeah, Justin, you'd love this. Because like, it was pretty cool, right? So we'd between the 32 rink where they held the 32 Olympics. It was a lot smaller, but still Olympic size ice. And then the 80 rink. <laughs> but the dressing rooms were these monstrosities. And they had these little like, it was, it was like about four by four trainer's table right in the middle of the room. And that was from the Olympics that they had never removed. And it was, it was really cool that way. But like other teams would go out all as a cohesive unit. And like we... We're like some guys, we'd have like two guys in our goalie come out, right? And usually the game would start and there'd be like five guys eventually show up on the bench. Hey, Donnie, it was like whoever was ready to go because we'd be drinking the whole time in the dressing room, getting ready to go. There was no the, seriousness. The, at the worst was when we, like, we used to wait for the schedule to come out. Is the schedule out? Is the schedule out? Finally, the schedule would come out and I'd send it out to the guys. And, and the couple of years we had this 1130. Uh, Friday night or Saturday night game. And it was like, there's, that's not going to work. It's not, what do we, <laughs> you know, so we had like a two o'clock game and then we headed to the cottage and then we're there and it. And then <laughs> some, some guys were like, we got to go. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was terrible. It was so, terrible. so we got the one way, two way and in the way. Uh, Donnie, who was, who were some of your line mates? What was one of your key lines when you were at Placid? 
Well, in, in the original, the first year we ever went, which I want to say was like, I have that photo somewhere. Yeah, it's, somebody uh, posted it the other day, right? Did the they? One, yeah, yeah, the one that Bobby was in it. Woodford yeah. was the goalie. Yeah, Woodford was the goalie. Was, uh, Sanko, Sanko was Sanko there. Sanko was on it. Chevy. Futes was there as a young man, like yep, young yep. young guy, Chevy, whatever. Anyways, it was Buff and Al and I. We were the goal to shift the gas line. So, um, you know, we basically won the tournament for us that year. But, uh, <laughs> was that and, from Al's mouth or yours? <laughs> yeah. Was that right around? And then Al got a, a scholarship to Maidstone after the game, yep. I think. Yeah, That was that, one of the big factors. Yeah. Yeah. And Cote, what about you? Who was on, who was on your line? Well, a lot of times I would kind of support some of the better lines, right? So a lot of times it was like I'd center Buff and Futes, for example, right? Because I just feed them and they'd finish. Isn't that right, Don Wally? Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Well, we always oh. make sure you're on the proper side. That's very true. Side, <laughs> I believe it was called the finish line. The finish and line. Cote came out, it was the game was finished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and so, and Justin, here you are. So there's a guy that I didn't play much hockey. The longest rink I ever skated, skated in was Pine Point. And then you go on these Olympic size ice surface and they're like six days long. Right. I was like, okay, I've had my two shifts of the period. I'm good. When we first started going to Placid, he had two bulbs. Right. Yeah. Then, I remember one of the years he couldn't go. And he, he, he was like, he called me up and he said, I, I can't go. You know, I lost my bulb. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Because he, he always had guys trying to pull the chute right at the end, right? And I'm like, remember we had to get the medical shit and yeah, everything to send yeah. through. So we the had to get a letter, and I had to yeah. hand the guy a letter that yeah, say, we, you we know, took a picture of my eye missing. Here you go. <laughs> it ain't fucking here, dude. I said, can you can you overnight your your freaking bulb to me so I could take it to the guy and get a get a refund? But, yeah. but then after after that, we had to make sure he was on the on the proper wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Donnie, did, were, were you, I, I mean, were you the guy calling the shots on these teams? Like uh, obviously organizing it, but you know, as far as lines and all that sort of stuff, was it just show up and whoever, maybe babe jump no. in first. Oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure Bob Brent did everything. It sounds like he organized every event ever. And I think he did this too, didn't he Donnie? Yeah. I think Bob is more responsible than anybody probably for our success, our seven world championships. Yeah. So we would, we would get that. We'd have the best gear too, Justin. You've seen some of it on the sidelines, right? And we, 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 every year we'd get a new, new piece of gear or eventually got to the point, you know, one year we, we, we got sweatpants, like tops, bottoms. We had a jacket, we had hats, we had scarves. And so we had all this stuff that you, you would accumulate over the years and we you just bring it for the weekend. And, you know, like the scarves were one of my favorites. We had the scarves, so 10 men, two cans on it. And also had your weight, your Still weight. Got it. On it. Right? I got my scarf. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> How about you guys would be walking by the street going, fuck, there must be a hundred of those 10 men in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see everyone with all the gear on every day. And we wore a 10 men proudly. So you'd have four different t-shirts, the sweater. Oh, the Al's chamois, which I think we all got rid of immediately. It was the worst piece of material I've ever seen. I use it to buff my car now, which is perfect. Oh, my God. So obviously a lot of good times. And, and Donnie, we're talking about, you, you know, obviously organizing the team and, and some success. Maybe we'll talk a little bit later about if you guys won or, or not. But some multi-year deals were, were handed out. Uh, tell us about that. Oh, yeah. And there was some success. I mean, we literally, we won 
six times, I think, or something. And then, and then, the, and then I think what jinxed us is one of the years we went, we had these koozies made up and we had all, I had all the years on there of all the championships. And I also put on the year that we were playing, like it was 2007. <laughs> so I put champions and it was the 2007 tournament. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we, um, we had, uh, we had great success. I mean, we were, we were a pretty good team, really, despite all the, all the stuff that went on. I mean, we, we always played this team called Carlisle. Remember? Yeah. Carlisle? Funny, because remember, you'd, you'd go back the next year, and the guys would still have their winning medal in the bottom of their equipment <laughs> bag. Like, we'd get the guys, guys just fucking throw it in there, not give a shit. It's like, next, we got to go drinking. Who cares about this medal? Other guys are walking around the village with their medal on. We're like, so the, pick up it, hockey. it got to the point where, like, the tournament starts on Friday. Right. You either have an afternoon or an evening game. And then we, we got to the point where we would meet in Buffalo on the Wednesday. So on the Wednesday, basically we, we, we used to do a skate somewhere in Buffalo and then we'd head out for a, for a happy hour. And then we went to this place called, uh, was it, was it pegs? Pegs Pages, pages, pages. pages. And we do it up at pages and then, and then we'd stay at, Buff's place, or I don't know. One, one, one time we had like eighteen guys stay at Buff's house, right? And his parents, remember? Yeah, and his parents. We stayed at Whitey's. Yeah, I I slept in the trophy room. (laughs) Buff's got five million trophies from his hockey days. (laughs) Can't touch the walls. And then I would get a bus, right? So I'd rent a bus for the weekend, and this bus, Anderson coach, they would come and pick us up at at both houses, and then away we go, and then. So we're cracking the beers. I mean, the bus, we left at 8 a.m. or something. We're out till 2 a.m. We get back to the house. We're up till 4 a.m. And then the bus leaves at 8. And then we're cracking, you know, we're, we're cracking beers right when the bus leaves. And we got a plan. So we're going to stop in this. Uh, there's a town called Mexico, New York, right? This is right on the, right on the snow side, east side of uh, Lake Ontario, where they get those, you know, periodically they get those three, four, five foot snowfalls, right? And so um, I would rent the ice. Uh, actually, one year, I think I rented it in Syracuse. Another year, um, and then we found the ice in, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the town, but uh, it was where Ma Barker's was. Um, and we go, go for a skate at like noon or whatever. And then after the skate, right into the small Barker's they were talking about, which was another classic. I mean, just a, just a, a bar that's probably been there what, 80 years, Cote? Oh, and the, easily, yeah. Like, yep. You know, one of those ones where the floor is just warped and the bar, actually, if you put your beer down on the bar, it started sliding towards the, <laughs> towards the bartender. Like it was literally tilted, you know? And then the people in there were just looking at us and you know, we'd, we'd be in there on a Thursday afternoon, just, you know, going crazy. And they had great chili. Remember the chili at Mob Larkers? It was really good. So like That's not, it, wasn't in Gouverneur, right? Not governor. Yeah. No, 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 nope. Um, yeah, but then what was the other place that we would stay after we would skate and we went across the street? It was like a little house almost. Yeah, that that was uh, in Star Lake. Lake. Star yeah. Lake. Yeah. Hey, Wally, and remember we go across the street to that little hole in the wall. Clark and Pegs. That was Clark there, and Pegs. Yeah, Clark exactly. and Pegs. <laughs> yeah. And remember, 
Remember you said oh. he had Mary Lemieux stick up on the wall. Oh. There was a sticking yeah. up on the wall. And I said, whose stick is that? And he goes, I was Mary Lemieux. He stopped in one day. We're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Was Mary Lemieux five foot four? But that was the outdoor rink, Star Lake. So that was, a, that was another great one. We're, so we, we're on the bus all the way from Buffalo. We're going to skate outdoors at the Star Lake and it's cold and we pull up and Kinger and Westy have been in the Brown and they were like, no, we're not going out there. You know? So they, they, they didn't even go to the ice. They turned around and went to this Clark and pegs. Right. And so they're, they're sitting in the bar and we went out and had a skate for 45 minutes or whatever. Then it was actually back. great. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. The ice was unbelievable. We had, a, and then we turned around, hopped over to Clark and pegs and I'll never forget. I'm, I'm going to the, <laughs> I go into the go into the Clark and Pegs into the bar and I look and there's Westy and Kinger and with their backs to me and and I go up I put my arms around them and and the bartender was right in the process of bringing two shots of brown for them right and then you know Kinger in his classic voice goes and give my buddy here give my buddy here a butterscotch schnapps. <laughs> Remember the famous line we'd always go, hey, right. Donnie, clean sheet. Clean sheet. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the time that Kinger hit his head on the TV after we got going again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. He was making, making that the was, drinks in the football? Yes. He was doing the shooters yeah. in the football. <laughs> and then Clark and Pegs, they had a guy. They had a guy that looked like Lil, who was running the kitchen. Remember? We, yeah. he, he came out with the food, and we said, Lil. Lil. <laughs> 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 Just all these and, stories, right? And this was the multi-year contracts piece. Oh no, yeah, this yeah. is you know, oh, so get, get you back on top. Oh, sorry, Man, for all the that. years run together. But one night at the cottage, we got going pretty good, and I'm like, okay, it's time to negotiate some contracts. This is bullshit. So we found a little table out there in the dining room, right? You know, right there, and and uh, would sit down and pull the guys over one at a time. And uh, who was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, was it Pete? That was the year Pete was there. I think Pete was there and he was doing it with me. And when, when you know, I'd be like, you know, and I didn't know where I was going. Every time somebody sat down, some guys would get a lifetime deal and they go back to the bar and they'd be swinging their scarf. I got a lifetime. lifetime. I got one. Yeah. I got a, I got a lifetime deal. <laughs> and the next, next I would guy would come up. We'd give him a one day tryout. <laughs> The next, the next day, I said, "Look, you're in jeopardy of losing your spot. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is bullshit." So, do you remember anybody who was uh, got the one day tryout? Oh, Trout, Trout, Trout did not. Yeah, Trout got a real short leash. Was he Trout yeah. at that time, or was he still Steve? Steve, uh, Steve. I think it was yeah. Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve, it was, uh, actually, he wasn't even Steven. I think it was just Steve. Yeah. Oh. And and remember, like everybody else, again, we'd be getting ready to go out on the ice. Guys are haphazard, and there's Dick sitting there with that lure in his mouth and his legs crossed. <laughs> like, no, who else crosses their legs in full hockey equipment? So, in, in our in our in our last trip there, which was one of our best, 2010, we haven't been back since. Um, Dick Dick came for the first time too, because just like Babe. Babe was saying he he had it on his bucket list. He always wanted to come, right? So he came as the coach, and that was a classic in itself. Well, then, then we would stop at this other place in Saranac Lake. You remember, guys, that Al's Lounge? Oh, sweet! That's yeah. the one that King hit his head on after we yeah. stopped at Al's Lounge, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So again, another another classic upstate New York tavern, and we just pull pull the uh, pull the bus over. We go piling in, and you know, here comes here comes eighteen twenty guys like in purple a buck jackets. fifty a drink. Remember a buck fifty for a, a beer, yeah. maybe right? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, uh, and then at that point, we we're the finish line, right? So, Justin, we're there maybe an hour to go. The boys just get into it. Yeah, that's awesome. Big so, time. we got one more, we got one more Lake Placid story, and it's a it's one involving Dane. And so, Dane, I'm going to kick it over to you. Apparently, you missed half a period in the finals. Why don't you tell us about uh, what went on? Well, you have to remember the bathrooms in these uh, locker rooms are awfully tight. So, I was a little bigger guy, and uh, just before the game started, I realized that some of that booze had gone straight through me, so it was like, as we are going, I go, give me a sec, I got to venture back for a moment. Well, I physically got fucking stuck in the stall, couldn't get, I can't remember who had to come back and try to get I did. You had your hockey <laughs> pants on, right? You had your hockey <laughs> pants on, and they got the stuck. pants were stuck at my knees. I'm stuck in the thing, sitting there going, I wonder if anyone's coming back, because I can't get out. <laughs> It was a tiny stall, I might add. I was fairly thin then. But yeah, and I was right, I was in the championship game. So I, I think I, the reason why they checked on me is because halfway through the period, they're like, where's Wally? What the fuck? He, yeah. He's usually out here with us. Well, yeah, I got stuck in a washing, which is an odd thing to get stuck in. But uh... <laughs> that was one of those ones. It was like a noon game and we still had to, we played the game and then had to drive back to Ontario, right? It was just like, they just killed you. They killed. Well, that was so that when we didn't stay over that extra night, it killed. Like the best thing ever was the uh, the storm of the century. Century, yeah. Because the basically over. just give us. We got to stay and get hammered. And uh, actually, do you remember Donnie walking back and getting stuck in the snowbank when you went into it with your head and forgot to put your hands out? <laughs> we called it the porpoise. He just went straight into the snowbank. So he didn't put his hands out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we had, you know what, we had, how about for one coming back from zigzags, <clears throat> walk out in the middle of the roadway, there's actually a taxi. The guy drives a panel station wagon, picks me up, he goes, he knew where I, I was staying, <laughs> I have no idea. There's actually a town with houses in the middle of nowhere, drove up through there and I get off and I'm, you know, fall down, go to Pam. And he goes, no, don't worry, it's all good. <laughs> like a cab didn't know i've been there 10 years i didn't know they had cabs we always walked right we'd i think one year donnie you booked the places way up the hill so we all ragged every day oh my god look how far this walk is back from the car above the parking lot there yeah <laughs> yeah because we used to stay at the ramada remember we'd give the guys whoever passed out you put a salad on his head put all the lettuce on their heads at the bar <laughs> <laughs> at the Dancing Bear Lounge. Oh. No, it was at the Ramada. Oh, the Ramada across the street on the corner. Yeah. 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 The Dancing Bear Lounge is, you guys are talking to Steve Pierce and the speed bump and that whole story. But you guys forgot before the speed bump, he was dancing irregularly on the dance floor. <laughs> and he lost control and cleared the table out of this couple, all their drinks, their dinner, and everything. So I walked over and said, I apologize. I'll pay for everything here. Don't worry about it. The guy goes, no, that's the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He was howling. <laughs> he was like, no, don't worry about it. I'll buy your buddy a drink. That was hilarious. <laughs> and that's and then Steve ended up sleeping at the doorway, and we said, hey, leave him. He's fine. <laughs> that's funny stuff. So, baby, maybe some final words on on Placid for you. Just put it into perspective for me. 
bigger celebrities, the toucans at, at the cottage or the flames at, uh, at the stampede. Well, you know what? I think the toucans at the cottage are the, the best known <laughs> group. And I, I swear to God, when, you know, it comes back and you guys, you know, if we are able to go back there, they'll recognize a bunch of the guys. Um, I'm sure they still probably have the same bartenders there too. Cause that was a, a much sought after job. But it is, you know what, for everybody listening, if you ever get a chance to go with the guys, you have to go. It is so much fun. Awesome. We'll put it on the, uh, put it on the list, Donnie, of many things that we got to do when this uh, yep. world gets back to normal. Any other final thoughts on Lake Placid before we move on to another topic, guys? All good. I'll take All your right. silence I, as we're moving on. Just the only thing is that, you know, kind of like we said, we, we didn't have to bring cars because you didn't need them. So there was, there was no... I mean, you just walked, you just walked everywhere, right? It's a little short, little town with a lot, lots of stuff going on. That was, that was part of the attraction. I think too, it was just when we, we used to drive in the early days, but we just parked the cars and never use them the whole weekend. And then when we started taking the bus, it was just <laughs> amazing. Just amazing. So we got to get back there for sure. Honey, I, you know, I, sh- I was going to jump in, but I couldn't remember you told the story about ordering the broken down golf carts with that, the, yeah the senator or whatever the governor oh no when the tr- trout said to the the bar can i have it in they, a drink form well yeah, they, cut, they, they, they cut, cut us, us off, off. Shot, yeah. shooters no more shooters no more shooters for pataki trout, trout and i looked at each other and without saying a word we were like well give us drinks then we want 40 broken down golf cart drinks not shooters <laughs> and she made us the drinks like she made us the drink and then she nine, then nine she, ounce rocks glass full of <laughs> Okay, but then she cut those <laughs> off, and all of a sudden we go over to Tip. Say, hey, Tip, could you order twenty quarters? Right. <laughs> and he goes, "Sure, can I have 20? And she goes, "They're not for them, are they?" And he's no. He turns around, starts handing it. She taps him and goes, "You're cut off." He's seventy years old. He was like, "This is the best day of my life. I'm being cut off as ever." <laughs> and that's what we ended up dragging everyone to Jimmy's. <laughs> oh, that's great. I forgot about the broken down golf. But yeah, we'll have them in drinks. And she served us. It's like, yeah, we're not going to have them in shooters. We're going to have them in big glasses. Didn't they the one year? Remember, they, they ran out of booze and they had to go down the street and buy. We sent Sleepy. We sent Sleepy. To buy two bottles we, of the stuff for yeah, the carts. We gave him like 50 bucks and said, go get as much uh, a Butterscotch schnapps as you can. No, it was butterscotch schnapps. That they yeah, ran. so we're, we're, we're going and buying them. Then they resold it to us right. for a large amount of money. Us. That was the best. Yeah, it was. Gordy Copeland. Yeah. Well, actually, one year when they were just, they hated us and they finally kicked us out. So they said, fuck you. We're not giving you a big tip. Just give you a little. The girl ran out, chased down Donnie and I on the street. So, you know, I live on the stuff. <laughs> you cut us off every single time. It's like, you want a big tip and you're cutting us off? And then we found about, I guess, a year or two later, then they started to enjoy our humor, like us. <laughs> then, then we would get to the point where we, we were starting to get a little loud, boisterous, or whatever. We go, shh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that, that would work for a few minutes. <laughs> but you know, the one thing we didn't mention, everyone, that it's sort of a uppity, high-end place. Like if you're in Lake Blossom, you know, the rich and famous go to the cottage. And we're just in there ripping it up. So, so back to this course, like Johnny, you know how I got his number. So one one of the Keep early going, trips, beer. one of the one of the early trips, we 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 blew the bar out of Coors Light. So they called Coors Light Johnny, and they said, "Can you bring some more down here?" 
and he can, <laughs> he brought he brought in cases of beer into the into the cottage because we we wiped them out on the Friday night or whatever. And then he came to the bar and he started drinking with us. And we we're like, then he gave me. He says, "Here, here's my number." He said, "Let me know when you guys are coming every year, and I'll make sure they got enough Coors Light." So every year I would give him a call, like a week before the tournament, and say, "Coors Light, Johnny, we're on our way." Oh, great! <laughs> That's hilarious. That's like Donnie. That reminds me of every year when I call the Rexdale Bullerama now, and every time I call the owner Alex, because now we don't even deal with you know the people there. Now the owner Alex knows who we are. And he's like, you guys are the Coors Light Party, right? And I'm like, yeah, we're the Coors Light Party. He's like, still Canada Day weekend. I'm like, yeah, still Canada Day weekend. He's like, we'll have the we'll have the Coors Light truck here right before. But it's it's funny. There's no the concept. Year, what... <laughs> the first year at the end of the night, you were drinking Red Cap. I oh yeah, they had yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the Whatever poor girl the behind the fridge. Red yeah, the cap. poor girl is like pulling out <laughs> bottles that have been there since like you know night. Like old dusty export, export bottles are yeah, 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 hey, coming hey, out hey, of that. Hey, like, hey, hey. <laughs> she's like, nobody told us you drank this much. And I was like, yeah, we actually did. But yeah. And then the one year we went there, they had, uh, they didn't have enough fridge space. So they had coolers. They brought in coolers uh, that they had all the Coors Light sitting on. So that's, we definitely leave a wake wherever we go. So. Mm. Uh, yes, we are. We are actually, it's funny. We do drink more as a group than most other groupings. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't, you're only allowed to go. Yeah, we were out the other night and we all had thirty beers each. You're like, sure, no, you didn't. So yeah, actually, about sixteen guys did. Each one did. <laughs> and we're different. We're different than shooter. most church groups, <laughs> aren't we, Coach? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, a little more mature than the rest of them. <laughs> Jesus. I just know it really takes a lot longer to recover from those nights out. I don't. I don't know if I recover anymore. Yeah. Oh, just, <laughs> just survive oh, yeah. to the next one. Awesome stuff. So, Wally, you did. I know we talked a lot about Lake Placid, but you have played in Domday for one or two years. So, why don't we transition back to that? I know when we had. Uh, Steve Peters on, uh, or, or Trout, as he now goes by. Um, we talked a lot about some of your guys' early day shenanigans and, and steak dinners at, at Lake La Castile. Do you have any kind of memories of, of some of that, that, that stuff? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a cute story. So, you know, there's people at Dom Day that you hang around with. You know everyone, but there's certain groups that you, you sort of always go to. So, you know, all our friends like Trout and Futes and that, well, one uh, after the Saturday, we ended up going back to my place. This is the one in Mississauga. And I have no idea, but Tex ends up with us. And uh, we're, in the back- <laughs> yeah, we're in the backyard. I've got a few friends there, and we're all hammered, whatever. All of a sudden, I turn around. Tex is buck naked, jumping in the pool for a swim. <laughs> and the girls that are with us going, who's that? I go, That's one of my oldest friends. Was <laughs> that his name? I go, forgotten his real name, but his fucking name's Tex. He gets out of the pool, says hello to them, shakes their hand, and goes and gets a towel. <laughs> it was a beauty because it was like, first of all, I go, I don't know how Tex ended up with us because he never comes back with us. <laughs> a hilarious thing is that wasn't that many years ago. Yeah, well, that's the sad part. <laughs> and then. And we'd all sit there, and I used to laugh because, you know, all the boys would come back, and I'd get up in the morning, and, of course, I was in trouble all the time. 
And I'd look around going, oh my God, there's got to be 25 cigars that have like two puffs on them. <laughs> I'm giving it, have a cigar, have a cigar. And like puff, puff, I'm out. <laughs> and then we'd all get into the car and, you know, the car is trying to race the, the diamond to get there on time. And there was a few times that we weren't always on time, but it was kind of like, okay, you're playing against us. So we, we kill each other. We're good. <laughs> so it's okay. We're 15 minutes late because there's two of us. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you guys, you guys pouring out of vehicles at game time is something that it's an image and turns in everyone's mind, right? Like always, how many guys, like, where are they? And here they'd show up between you and the Marooks. Yeah. And there's that part. There was usually several of us. <laughs> and it was easy to trick guys like Bowie into drinking his face off. He'd be like, no, I got to get some sleep. And like 10 minutes later, he's pounding beers with it. <laughs> well, that was the night Steve told the story about Lac Castile, where first of all, we walked into Lac Castile, nice restaurant, and we're wearing all our Dom Dare with our, with our cleats on. Like, we look like a bunch of tools. Go so and order the food, and there's Bowie pounding the cheese. And he's like, this cheese tastes plant. I'm looking for it. It's butter for fuck's sake. You just ate a whole tray of butter. <laughs> then I look over and the maitre d' who knows me quite well goes, Dane, I'm going to have to get you to get going soon. I look over, five of the guys are sound asleep on their table with their faces like this, out cold. <laughs> and we're in a fancy <laughs> restaurant. I'm going, yeah, get, they're almost ready. Just give me another rum and coke. <laughs> so who would have who been the lack of steel uh, crowd, Dane? Who, who would it be? I mean, I think we could assume. It's trout. Bowie, Gee, Futes, myself. And then from there, it gets a little foggy. It'd be whoever we were with at the time. Because, of course, I'd invite everyone and anyone. <laughs> uh, that was fun. We had, we had a lot. I mean, listen, Dom Day was the, it, it got better when we started, you know, focusing in that, you know, Ramos was this night so we could all do it together. It is, it is, it is always funny though, because I do joke, you know, with my sister, I mean, Dane, Dane lives relatively close. He's in the area. Um, but we always joke, you'll be out somewhere in Etobicoke and, and sure enough, you'll either see Wally or, or one of the boys. And that's one of the things that, you know, I find funny about how small the world is as it relates back to, to Dom day. But one of the things, you know, Trout kind of mentioned about you, Wally was you could walk into anywhere. Uh, and he felt like everybody always knew you. He said, whether it was the, the guy at the restaurant or, or somebody, he said, anywhere he went with you, there was always somebody that you, knew you. Um, so I think that's kind of an interesting, any kind of funny stories about that? Uh, no, because there's probably a lot of them. Uh, you know, you know, because when I was very youthful and charming, I used to go a lot and I used to go out quite a bit and I used to like to booze. Here's a quick, lovely story. I walk out of a restaurant downtown called the uh, one, which is in the Hazleton in Yorkville. And this taxi driver yells, Hey, Mississauga. And she points at me. I go, Oh, do you know who I am? She goes, yeah. Do you know where I live? She goes, yes. I've driven you home before. Perfect. I get in the car, fall fast asleep, get all the way to my place. She can't wake me up. So she goes and knocks on the door and my wife and my sister-in-law come out and they're like, Oh, fuck look how drunk he is. And the taxi driver says, excuse me. He's tired. He's had a very hard day. <laughs> she was on my side trying to help him go. He's such a nice guy. He's just tired. Just help him in the house. I'm like, hey, I'll see you again next week. <laughs> oh, that's funny stuff. So I guess Dane will kind of get into to some final thoughts in a bit, but other memories of, of Dom Day that kind of jump out of you. Is there anything else that as you kind of look back that 
you know, whether it's playing or, or on the sidelines that, that kind of jump out to you. And, and I also, the other thing, so we'll start there and then I have another question, but yeah, just memories that jump out. Well, there's a ton, right? And it's, I, first of all, after hearing a couple of these, I certainly don't want to get to the emotional parts. Uh, it's just not in me. Uh, but, you know, just certain things that, you know, over the years doing, like, you know, <laughs> remember Donnie getting struck by a ball and the next thing you know, Danny Philman building a, you know, a net so none of us pitchers get hit anymore and thing and how everyone groups together and the stuff we did, you know, it's, and I've got to see so many you younger guys grow up and, you know, I hate to tell you, like, Trout, myself, youth, we, we all think of us as still, we're the youths. And Donnie and Al, they're, they're all the Dinos. But now we're, like, 55 years old, so I'm sensing we're not really youths anymore. <laughs> but, you know, we had so many great times. And the sad part is, I kind of wish I would have written down a lot of them. Because you forget so many things. And when somebody brings it up, you go, oh, my God, I remember that. That was funny as hell. <laughs> and I can't believe we did that. <laughs> so my next question, I, and I, I, I've got um, I two more, but I, I, the next one I wanted to talk to you, and I was told to ask you about some of your adventures umpiring. Um, I heard, you know, that, you know, back in the day umpiring, you, you uh, might have might have been served a little bit, uh, and, and umpiring was always a bit of challenge for the guys on third base. But what was it like, your umpiring experiences? <laughs> well, to me, they were great. <laughs> but, I th- but I think some of the issues that came up, there's a few dominant guys in Dom Day. We don't have to bring their names up. They get very uptight about close calls. <laughs> and I believe there was a couple too many close calls, and they were uh, kind of fired up. And I was like, oh, my God, like I don't even want to do this because I have to stand up and call it. So I think they retired me unceremonially. <laughs> So you won't be giving out lessons to the next generation on uh... absolutely not. And I've watched some of them like over the years, there were some real good guys that call great first base, but they live over there. Third base has been a tougher spot to get a good guy. <laughs> so did Bobby and, and bear give you a gift when they let you go? No, nothing. <laughs> they might've given me a couple curt words. <laughs> That's funny stuff. And what about, okay. And what about, so we talked about it briefly. So what about, you know, being on third baseline? I, I mean, most of us on the call are, are first baseline guys. Um, what are, what are some of the the things obviously that, that go on on third base um, from your perspective? Cause for us, it's a, a completely different beast. Well, as you know, we believe in ourselves as raggers row and you know, the old story, you could be out in the field, dive across the field, catch it, and nobody says a word. Ball gets hit right at you and goes between your legs. Well, then we start lighting up because <laughs> that's the fun part, right? So the ragging is so much fun, and I, I enjoy it. And uh, you know what? It, it makes that whole weekend so much fun. And we even rag each other quietly while we're sitting there. We don't even have to rag the players all the time. We're just ragging everything. <laughs> So is there anybody who ever got under your skin then, Wally, as far as uh, when you were up at bat or, or playing first, when they were ragging you that, you know, they got you? No, because I think the fact that I'm not really intense about it <laughs> sort of keeps a good buffer. Uh, but there are some guys that say some things that make me giggle when I'm up there because it's like, fuck, that's funny. <laughs> or somebody rips into you and you're like, oh, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> So we have some real good guys at it. I know one thing too about uh, the third base side, and Dane, I think you'd agree with me. Was 
you guys were you were probably like a lot of times when the tournament's over or Saturday's over, Eddie Bacharski, he kind of packs up his stuff and heads home. And you usually had a tendency to stay around really late. Like a lot, even say after the, the tournament was over before the banquet, sometimes you were the last guy there. Yeah, dude, that's happened. Hey, buddy. Oh, okay. The dog wants to go to bed. Yeah, no, he's just, he gets bored if I'm not playing with him. Hey, but you guys would put on full clinics at the end of the day there. Yeah, you know what? It's honestly because we just didn't want to go home. It was more fun to be at the field. Other than that one year where it rained all weekend, and I think there was like three inches of mud on each side of the field, and you ended up just taking your shoes off and walking around your bare feet because the water was up to your ankles. Uh, that that day, we actually went home early. <laughs> <laughs> went home early, or went to the bowling alley and started drinking there, or the hotel, or well, wherever you, wherever you dr- were drinking next. Right? It wasn't the night wasn't done, right? No, the night was not done. We had, yep. we, we had to dry off a little, and then we went out. Awesome. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Wally. Last last question um, before we get into some some final thoughts. I think you know we've we've been delayed now for for two years, and uh, obviously Brett's already a piece of of Dom Day, but we've got two two other Waltons who are joining the ranks of Dom Dayers when we finally get back to it with with Darren and Tyson, um, and and maybe you know just giving us some insight into them. What's your what's your initial scouting report on the two uh, two rookies so that the coaches can get up to you know get prepared for next Dom Day? Well, I think we've got two great first basemen immediately. <laughs> they quickly <laughs> will mold into that. I'm sensing, um, but uh, you know it's funny they actually were talking about they were kind of excited about hopefully we'll go in September for the Dom Day. But the only thing I kind of said is, you know, you got to have the whole thing. It's got to be the Dom Day field. It's got to be the drinking. It's got to be the partying, the ragging. So I think, you know what, I think they'll get in there. I don't know how good their uh, game is, but uh, <laughs> they're certainly going to enjoy it. All righty, guys, we'll leave it there. Wally, this is the part you were dreading. Final thoughts. Give us some final thoughts on Dom Day. Uh, well, I'll give you some final thoughts on the whole thing. I was actually nervous about coming on here and uh, was kind of excited at the same time. Uh, but it's, you know, it's great to see some smiling faces and, you know, being able to talk about some of these stories. Cause I am going to tell you, if you tell strangers, some of these stories, they look at you like you have two heads. Like it's just, it's not funny to them. It's like, what you guys did this, you guys did that. And it's like, yeah, it was so much fun. And they kind of go, well, that's very immature, but you know what? Part of Dom day is, Great friends, great family, and great fun, which I've enjoyed for the last, well, since 1993. It's been absolutely fabulous. Okay, final thoughts. Wally's an absolute legend. No two ways about it. Certainly, uh, we had some phenomenal times in Lake Placid. And, and you know what? And, well, dog, you hit it on the head. It's like, I wish I could have written some of this stuff down because until you start shooting around stories and Donnie's got the best memory of anyone, you forget about all that stuff. And, you know, and there was a million stories of things that we did like the Clarkson trips and all that kind of stuff. The times your brother came with us and, you know, and, and all that yep. kind of stuff. So, and then obviously of Dom day as well, and certainly taking my own kid under your wing and probably he didn't need to go under your wing, but silly <laughs> stuff with him as well. But, uh, can't say enough great things about Waldog. He is an ab- you are an absolute legend, and uh, 
it was great that you and Trout and all the boys came into the tournament and uh, certainly added a whole lot. Look forward to playing with against your kids in the future. So glad you were here tonight, bud. Awesome, bud. Babe, final thought. Yeah, I mean, I've known Wally for a long, long time. And, you know, Case and Davies play lacrosse together. And obviously Wally's a lot younger, but um, just so many great memories of the Warrior days. And um, great to have you in the tournament. I remember when the Utes first came in and they came in in, in droves uh, with that group. And the guys would be up at the bar. They'd be ordering stuff, be ordering stuff, ordering stuff. And I'm like, are you guys going to pay? And they go, well, Wally's paying. They had, they had some Wally bucks. <laughs> it was just so funny to see because I think you were one of the few guys working out of that group and they were all going to university or doing something. So it was, it, you know, it's so neat to have that group together uh, with Dom Day and they're a huge part of it now. And it's funny, as you said, while you think of the Utes are now like, you know, 54 to 55 and it's, you know, it says something about, about how long we've been at this. So no, it's great to have you on. I'm glad you came on. Thanks very much. That was awesome. Donnie, you're up. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking the same thing. What, when, uh, when Futes, uh, brought all those guys in and Wally, it was, a, uh, turned out to be a, a great injection of enthusiasm. You know, it was, uh, it was kind of needed to be honest with you. I mean, we, we, we were at that time, I guess we were getting old that, at whatever we were 40 or something you know and uh and but just you know there's another guy that just uh, makes you chuckle you know when you listen to the stories and that's the beauty of this of the of the podcast i think is just you know just recanting these stories and somebody chips in with something you just haven't thought of for a while like like when i went head first in that snowbank i mean just you know just stupid little things like this and as you say wally people don't believe you but they're they're true you know and uh to get a group together even you know like four or five of us tonight and start talking about these things is great and uh he's just he's just always been a guy that brought a brought a lot of chuckles and a lot of laughs and uh and been a great addition to Dom Day over the years. So good guy. Yeah. Awesome stuff. And just some final thoughts from me. I mean, it's always exciting when you see a Dom Day or uh, outside of Case Field and you run into them. And, and like I said, Wally is a guy who I see often in Etobicoke. And it's always great because you get that moment of, of Dom Day outside of Dom Day. And, and Wally's one of those guys that every time you see him, I, and I know Donnie says it often, the guys just you begin laughing the moment you see him because of, you know, it's going to be a good time. And Wally's one of those guys for me, every time I see him, I begin to chuckle. Um, so it's always great to see him. I'll, I'll be at the crooked queue next week, uh, Wally. So maybe I'll run into you there. Like I always do. Um, but awesome. Awesome. Having you on tonight. Um, looking forward to having you back at the field next year, having the guys back at the field next year. Um, so yeah, great episode tonight on to next week. So we're going to leave it here. Um, Thank you for listening. So be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the Dom Details podcast, and we'll see you again next week. Lord, it's the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars It's been the same way for years We need to change 
son, you finally got it made. Old Hank made it here. We're all sure that you will, but I don't think Hank done it this way. No. I don't think Hank done it this way. Look at Take it off. 